0: So I've been doing this all myself. So I've been going into GarageBand and uh, oh, okay. uh, myself now. Yeah. Um, Ian Foley, uh, my producer emeritus is what I call him. Sort of like tip of the hat to Joyce Sloan, producer nice. emeritus. Um, but our producer emeritus, uh, let's see, David, go down on volume, volume, volume. Here we go. And why not? Okay, right there. So um, I've been juicing these up and there's something about figuring shit out for yourself. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people go, I don't know how to do that, so they don't. Right. You know?
1: That's funny you you mentioned that because I have been very conscious of that with my daughter because she's five and I don't, girls often get in that trap, I think, of like, if they're not good at it right away, because we're always like, great job when they do something right away and they do it well, but if she doesn't get something right away, I don't want her to think, well, I can't do that, if it's hard it's supposed to be like well it's hard but that's good and so it might take a while to do it but that's a challenge and that's good not just like you know drop it because you're not immediately good at it and so what's i have to do that then myself i have to walk the walk so if i find something that i'm like like we got this uh toy in the mail to put together and and i was like my instinct was like let's wait until your dad gets home so we can put it together but i was like no what is that saying that her dad is the only one who could put it together, even though he is. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this apart and we're going to put it together. And then halfway through, I didn't have the right tools. But at least I got to the point where I was like, well, we have to get more tools. But at least I felt proud that I didn't. And you did abandon. it in front of her, right? I did. But so that's the only reason.
0: Why. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> is the reason you didn't go, Brian, help yes. me do. Brian, there's a
1: thing here that needs to be assembled. <laughs> Please.
0: Uh, uh, that idea of, because you're, you're, from what I hear, because I've never taken your class, you're an awesome teacher.
1: Oh, thanks. I hear the same about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: thank you so much. Uh, you're an awesome teacher, and people really connect to what you're doing, and they connect to you in a very spiritual level. Uh, so it's not just teaching. Um, it's it's not just teaching improv. It's teaching life skills. Oh, thanks. Is that right?
1: Thanks. I'm trying. I'm trying yeah. to make it as practical as possible. And useful as possible, right? You know,
0: and I think that that's what really a lot of actors want to come to somebody. Where I'm just thinking about the process that you had, thinking about teaching your daughter, yeah, thinking about how the approach comes to teaching your daughter, yeah, thinking about what is. It's not what's the best way. That's what it ends up being, but it's more along the lines of um, what's the way where she feels that there that. A, that a challenge isn't an impediment, right? that a challenge is a challenge and the word challenge, it's, the, it's like the word failure. It has to be… we've got to finesse that term yeah, because it's become yeah. this catch-all thing where it's like, oh challenge, oh you know I just can't deal with it. But a challenge is an awesome thing yeah. and failure is an awesome thing.
1: Yes, and because well, we only know people by their successes. So when you read about somebody in a book, I was just listening to this science show that was talking about Galileo and Isaac Newton and how they all failed so much. But you never hear about that, that they failed for years and years and years. And they're known for one thing, but there were years where they were just a disaster. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I, I, I want it to be okay. Like, it's not going to be okay to just give up. That it's like, we don't give up. Right. Don't give up. It might be hard, but let's try it. And then after we really try and do our best and it doesn't work, well, okay, but we can't just give up when we're not immediately good at something.
0: Right. Right. You know? And what ends up happening is because the success comes because the failures there. Right. And if we if we call it something else, so if you don't call it failure, we call it something else. I don't know what the hell else to call it. But or we just say let's just call let's just make failure not failure is the Failure is the road yeah. to the destination.
1: Yeah. Right. It's not the end. No. It's not the end. Nor is it a complete judgment of who you are as a person. I think that's a huge thing. And all thing. of your worth. That's like, exactly it. It's, it's, it's got to be just part of a process. But I, I, we do see it as a dead end. And we do see it like that. And so I'm trying, especially because I think girls are wired young that you have to be, you're so used to being told you're good, be mm. good, be good, that if you're not good at it right away, that you stop and I don't want her to stop. She started taking soccer and, which is not to say I'm pushing her, but we're talking about soccer. But she, like, she was taking soccer and I was like, she didn't want to go one week. I was like, is it because you don't like it? What's going on? And she was like, well, I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, let's try again this weekend if you don't like it. She's like, okay. And then when she's there, she's having fun. Right. So when we left, I was like, was that fun? She's like, yeah. I was like, do you want to do it again? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. Well, let's right. check in next week. So I'm trying not to be like, well, we paid and you have to go every week. Right. But I'm also not trying to be like, yeah, sure, if you don't wanna do it, just drop it and walk away. It's like, no, let's stick. Let's see if we can get better. Let's see, in, like, let's see what you improve at."
0: What's the word better mean to you?
1: Better? Like getting better?
0: Just the word better. Because I've, I, I take issue with the word better. Interesting. And it's not like i want to fight you on it. No, not no, like I'm a curious. Um, because better has nothing to do with now. Better is halfway now and halfway you're comparing it to something else. How do you feel? I feel better. I'm not asking you how you felt compared to now, I'm asking you how you feel now.
1: Interesting. Do you understand what I mean? But don't you feel like when you make a judgment on something, it's always only based out of comparison? I tr-
0: I, I really am mindful of not doing that.
1: So there's not an ideal for you. So if someone's like no. you, have like ideal health, it's just like based on today only. Exactly,
0: because ah. ideal health is nothing that we get to. Especially if you've ever had a if you've ever had a pet who's ill, and is about to transition. Right. If yesterday was her best day. Let's really have a talk about this. Right. Because the ideal is what it is that's happening right now.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's and a good. It, point. And it,
0: again, it goes back to our, the improvisation training where you go, What if I said, OK, let's redo that. Let's do that again. Whatever you just did. Let's take it from this particular line yeah. and let's improvise it from this point forward. And the actress will say, We'll do it. And I'll go, How was that? She goes, It was better. I was like, No, that doesn't help me. How did that feel just in that moment? Because I don't, I cannot compare my now with my past and really give the now the proper feeling that the now needs.
1: Interesting. I never thought about it that way.
0: Never. I, thought I remember about thinking, thing. like whenever I hear that word "better," it always kind of, it always made me feel. <coughs> it always made me feel like, why doesn't that feel good?
1: That's well, it ties in expectation, like an expectation of where you should be. This ideal of what it should. be. Your health, your your career, like some sort of expectation you put in your head x amount of years ago, based on something, right? You know, and that's true. That's right. definitely true.
0: And it's not fair because you're not dealing with the moment right now that the moment is asking you to be in, and yeah. for, for you to go. I'm going to eat up everything that's here right now, right? And everything that's here right now is how does this feel that I just how did it feel what I'm doing right now? How does that feel right now? Not comparing it.
1: Interesting. That's really interesting. I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. It's really curious. I, I, I love it. I'm, a, it's a, I'm
0: it's, thinking about it. <laughs> Well, for me, what ends up happening is it, this Excuse is all me. about, I remember taking classes from Dell and there was, what the, there was a character, Bob Dodd or something. And the character would say, you know, give yourself slack. And I, was, I always loved that phrase, give hmm. yourself slack. Um, give yourself slack you know deal with yourself and like what's happening right now go hey doing i'm doing the best i can because there's no other thing for me to do
1: that's super healthy
0: isn't that true though it
1: is well I'm, the one criticism my mother tells me all the time like my mom and dad are like the best they're super enthusiastic and supportive like i i have a very ideal relationship with my parents but like I'm super lucky. But the one thing she's always said, has said my whole life is, You're just so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's true. And it's I never give myself slack. I, I've gotten much better at it, probably now mm-hmm. in the last five years. But um, it's not my forte. And it, it, so it's when you say something like that that I'm like, Wow, that's a skill. Well, I'm if
0: not. you say it's not your forte, you're holding on to it.
1: That's true. I mean, And
0: you get to not. Thank you. Don't you understand? I'm I gonna, know, it you know just I mean? doesn't seem that easy to me. It isn't easy to you because you just say it doesn't seem that easy to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should, I'm i going to come over here once a week and you're going to I will this.
0: call you every <laughs> single day and no, I will say to you. it's a
1: totally different way of looking at things and I feel like it's that, you know when you run a mental recorder and you're like of the things whole thing. you say? Well, that's it. But the challenge is breaking that tape and replacing the tape with something else
0: The challenge isn't breaking the tape the challenge is first recognizing that you're saying it oh that and I've then done. that's it that's recognizing that, done. that you're saying it and then saying okay I'm gonna take this one moment yes and if I can do it this one moment then if if I can make that other make that choice that's my ideal choice I suppose right, right, then right. I'm then that's where I'm gonna go
1: I've I've gotten much better at that I've, I've gotten much better at like in the moment like, Reguiding myself, sort of reguiding my brain to be like, you, I'm not going to. But do you're, not that. Gonna
0: you're, do guiding. you're not reguiding; you're well, guiding. You're not reguiding. Well, it feels
1: like a reguiding because I feel like the the path is so well worn that it's it is guiding. But, but it's, again,
0: if you think the path is well worn, yeah. that the path isn't well worn. You just think it's well worn. Yeah. I'm sorry, Karen. I no, don't I love it. it. You know. <laughs> I love it. I
1: love it. Are you kidding? Because I mean, this is. The, I mean, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's habit and anytime, like whenever I try to break a habit, Mm -hmm. to me it's not the harder part to stop doing the thing, it's replacing it with something else. I
0: I see, Uh, can you say, it's not that you're replacing it, can you say at this moment that instead of replacing it what you're actually doing is making this choice?
1: Yeah, oh definitely. Because
0: if you go, it's replacing it, then you, you throw all these other options very in front of true. you. That's very true. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Because there's absolutely.
0: Only, there are no choices. There's right, just right. one thing that you want to do.
1: Right. No, no. Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I fascinated by that because t- were you raised like that? No. Interesting.
0: I was not raised by that.
1: So you came to that yourself? Yes.
0: I came to that myself.
1: Wow. But that takes years of practice. It has to um, to make it, it automatic.
0: But the thing is it's exciting the moment that you go, oh there's a choice then you want to fuck with it right. as much as you can. You know, and, you want, and, and then you go, oh, it's sort of like a new toy that you have where you go, oh, I, oh, I get, this is an opportunity <laughs> for me to use my new toy or your new tool. Let's go back to your, you know, yeah. your example of putting that toy together for yeah. your daughter. You go, okay, we don't have the right tool. So what's the right tool? Here the right tool, the perfect fucking tool is to go, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do that. But in order for you to really to work it out, you can't just say, oh, I'm not going to do that. You have to say, I'm going to do that.
1: Totally. But the, but the fact that you do that now automatically, like it's that's a lot of work. That's a that's a that's a but lot of. I work. don't see it as work. But it is self work. I mean, you've done a lot of work on yourself. Like Clearly, that's, that's that's something to be super proud of.
0: Right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I'm very. I really love myself, and I give myself slack all the time. You know, <laughs> I give myself. But keep in mind, I don't have. Uh, I don't have a. I don't have a husband. I don't have a wife. Yeah. I don't have a child. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have you know, for me the simplest thing, I've got this apartment and I have a girlfriend that I really love that really loves me and it's very easy and, and and so I don't have those other things that are always challenging me. Oh sure. But I do have my career.
1: Yeah of course.
0: And in my career, that's the biggest slack place. That's the greatest place for me to go. But it's you, not yeah. work and I just want to say it's not work because I get to celebrate that. I get to go, yeah. this is the opportunity to do that instead of saying, oh, there's that well-trodden path that I've been on.
1: Right, right, right. And and that's a totally different way of looking at it. It's like you are celebrating, which is the best possible place to be. That's why I can say like, I feel like I have, I've come to a much better place with it because I can even think about it and be like, wow, I've made a lot of progress in terms of like, Yay me. <laughs>
0: right. And the great thing about that is yay you is right. Yeah. And, and every time you get to do something… Like I think about the work that I've been doing this year. Last year um, my girlfriend Laura reminded me that of a conversation that she and I had last year where I said I think next year I'm going to travel around the world
1: uh-huh. and
0: see what that's like. Sure. And now my entire year is booked. It's to- totally booked. Wow. It just filled up last week. Awesome. And the thing is, I went. I'm going to do that, and I'm not. I'm, my intention isn't to go. Oh, aren't I great? It's it's along the lines of, I am, I am going to do this, and I'm going to do this because I like what it is that I'm doing. I like myself, and I like what it is that I've been doing.
1: That's great. That's great. Are there things you want to do you haven't done? No. See what more could you want? Like right. that is.
0: There's not, but it's that idea of replace ambition with gratefulness. Right. And when it comes to scene work, teaching students, I go, "Where are you right now?" Well, I'm worried, I'm, you know, concerned about where the scene's going. It's like, "Are you liking where the scene is?" I'm gonna move this. <laughs> are you liking where the scene is? Yeah. Then fucking love where the scene is and don't worry about where the fucking scene's right. gonna go.
1: Well, that's. I feel like that's why I was drawn to improv to begin with. Is because it forces you to let go of the wheel.
0: Right. Which and I'm not good at. Do you know what I
1: mean? So if I can be good at improv doing that then it must mean that I can do it in my personal life which is how I've applied it. I feel like I've applied oh my god. I feel like that's why I stick with improv. Mm It's because it is so practical for all areas of my life that I can use to make myself happier.
0: And you've also surrounded yourself with people that?
1: Oh the best people don't you think?
0: Oh my god. Like,
1: Like the best people in the world. We we know. We Absolutely. know them. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. But also I think about the assistant work that you do.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I worked <coughs> With for um, Rodrigo Garcia. Right. Yeah. What? I know. Come on now. He's dynamite. He's done. It's through him and his work directing and screenwriting that I've gotten Name to some produce some of the
0: films that he's done. He's,
1: uh, he's directed for a lot for HBO, like Six Feet Under, Sopranos. Uh, he directed the uh, Carnival. He directed the pilot of Big Love, um, and several episodes of those shows. He was the showrunner for season one of Intrigue. He was the showrunner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was at, adapting all forty-seven half-hour episodes, and in the post, and so I got to be a sponge. Watching him direct, watching pre-production, watching production, watching post, like all phases, other directors, cast, writers, how he works with all of them.
0: Let's just put a pause here. Great.
1: Oh, sure. So I feel like I, it's like school, like film school, because I didn't go to film school. So I feel like I've learned so much from him. And through him is how I, uh associate produced a film and produced uh, shorts and have been writing with him on a series. And so it's it's all come through
0: this relationship. What a pedigree he has. Oh
1: my God, it's unbelievable. Gabriel
0: Garcia Marquez? It's really oh oh good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe that. I didn't know that when I first met him. And right, isn't he, that? And he jokes about it. He's like, you've heard of him, right? I'm like, my God. <laughs> I'm like, of course, my God.
0: Have you read uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez? Yes,
1: 100 Years of Solitude and Loving and the Type of Cholera in college. Like, that was. Oh, you know, right, right? And, and
0: he, what's that short story? He's got a book of short stories that is like magical realism. That yes. Make, that just changed, just fucking fucked me up. And <laughs> (laughs) such a good way that I think that anybody like all the I I love the idea of that magical realism and Gabriel Garcia Marquez which has like what 150 characters named Jose Aureliano. I know it's
1: hard to keep track. I
0: I gave it up I I gave it up Karen I I said fuck that book I gave that up but I read other books I'm like I can't keep track of this having to keep going back to the beginning where the family tree and to go which Jose I, I think it was Jose Aureliano.
1: Yeah I would kind of just abandon I the think, names and just go for the ride of the story. Isn't
0: that though? What and I, I. That's a great. That's so cool because that is really what we need to do in the work that we do. Yeah. Where we go, where we say, you know what? It's not about the facts. Yeah. It's just about the feeling.
1: Yeah. It's really about the the characters and where they're coming from and, and the behavior and the interaction yeah, and what and, they and, do.
0: Right, right. What they do and what they do with each other and how they're accepted by each other and yeah. what is that's happening between the two of them and it's. It's, it's the relationship.
1: Yeah, it's the relationship. I mean, I, I, I feel so fortunate. And the, you know, you would think it would make Rodrigo like a real jerk of a guy to be with. You have a famous dad. He's, you know, Nobel Prize winner. But couldn't be more gracious. Wonderful person. Wonderful wife, daughters, Just fantastic. I mean, and I've been so fortunate. And a mentor to you. Oh, my God. Huge mentor. I mean, he's the one who would read my pilots and read my anything I would write. Shorts. I mean he came and saw my one woman show at I.O. Mm-hmm. and just fostered it. What was the name fostered of the show? It. Um, a, well a, I had one called Feel Something and then I had another one that I like blended together to make it into um, This Is What You Get.
0: It's called This Is What You Get? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This
1: Is What You Get. That's the, the pilot it became but that's, that's the story behind it.
0: It's so. Got. Are you a mentor to people?
1: I don't know. I think so. Do people I come to you? What'd you say?
0: Do people come to you? It's like I have oh this question. yeah, yeah. I Isn't think that so. what that is? I mean, really? I hope
1: so. I mean, I. Why I feel do you hope like so? I I hope well, like I coach Heyday, for example. This right. Dynamic, fantastic, uber smart and talented veteran team. Like they don't need like a coach. You know, they need a coach, but they don't need a coach. Right. I mean, they could just show up and do shows and rest on their laurels and f around, but they don't. They like. Genuinely want to challenge themselves. And I feel like I've gotten real close to some of them, and um, close to them, but really close to some of them. And I, I, I hope so. They call me, we mm-hmm. talk. <laughs> right. And other teams I've coached, like Bandit and stuff, I right. feel like I still have great relationships.
0: It's, f- for me, that is something that is totally unexpected the yeah, mentoring right? thing. Where people some,
1: are just people you expect or people you don't expect? I, or, people at, at that all. I
0: fucking don't expect to, to call me or to connect with me in some way saying, I have this question. Half of them, I don't even know who they are. Right. And they go, I really like your podcast. I've got a question about that. And I go, that's great. You know, they'll go to, they'll send me, uh, I, I just got uh, an email address, dave at addcomedy.com. And um, for people that I don't even know to go, listen, you, you said something about this. I'm having a challenge with that. And I'm going, Great. I love Great. it. I but love it. that's… Who, who are some people that, that mentored you? When you look at the people that you go, oh that line is a Gelman, Michael Gelman line or that oh, line is… Oh you know. uh, interesting.
1: I would say Susan Messing
0: mm-hmm. because…
1: When I moved to Chicago, I had done improv, but short form improv in DC with Dave Bachman, and mm-hmm. at college, like he started our college's improv group, and, uh-huh. and it's just wonderful. But I had done. All I know short
0: Dave form. from Amsterdam.
1: Oh, you do, of course. He was of my course. assistant
0: director when I direct Oh,
1: that's great. Yeah, okay, Dave so, okay. started. We were in a play together, and we, he he started yeah. the improv group. But when I moved to Chicago, I was like, okay, and I like enrolled at all three places. You know, Illinois, Second City, iOS and I was like, okay. And I had Sharna for level one at IO.
0: At IO Ch- Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's I, okay. It's a force of yeah. I have it. IO
1: Chicago, and it was it was really good because I was just soaking it all in. And then I had Craig Kakowski for level two, and I love Craig, and we are friends. I think he's so sharp, and there's really nobody who can play like he plays. And but I was getting kind of in my head a lot because he's so strategic and so thought-based improv that I was like, oh no, I, I just felt really. Like, that I wasn't going to ever be able to do it. Not because of him. Me. So when I got to level three, and I had Susan Messing, and she was like, you are what you bring to the stage and who you are is all you need. And it was all emotion-based and point-of-view-based. I took off. Like, that's when it was like, oh, like the heavens opened. So she was mentoring me and still does. Like, I feel like I still take in from her, like her TED Talks and things. Like, she is a force of, like, just being true to what is – Real, what is right now, what you've heard, like it's just very present. I love it.
0: I love that that's all great, and I understand what you're talking about, about Craig, too. I think that i I get that, and I hear that about some of the work that I do too. Um, there's something about the acceptance of who it is that you are, and to go you got remember Jeff Perry from Steppenwolf uh, I've worked with him extensively, and he's a great guy, and he talks about a director coming in and saying. Jeff you're enough you're enough you're enough and to grab a student and go listen bring your tone down just bring it all the fuck down you're enough yep and for people to go aren't I supposed to do technique it's like you're going to discover your technique if you just fucking bring it all the fuck down and be you Right. Which is scary.
1: Yeah. And you don't know what that is. Especially when you are starring as an improviser. And you don't know who you are as an improviser. And I think that
0: what's really important, I would love that because I think what's really important is to go, okay, let's just determine this. You don't know who you are because you haven't been you long enough or you haven't even given yourself the permission to unfold and fully evolve into you because you're totally. comparing yourself to all these other people and knock it the fuck off because you're not Susan Messing and you're not Stephanie Weir yeah. and you're not Naima Funk. And who the fuck you are is you're Karen Gracchi. Yeah. And that's who the fuck you are. And by the way, Karen Gracchi is a great name to say when you're from <laughs> Chicago. Like,
1: Gracchi. You
0: want to bring you know who you gotta talk to? You talk to Karen Gracchi. You talk to her. That's the one you want to talk to.
1: You're pretty much describing how I sounded seven years in Chicago. I mean, Buffalo, where I'm from, has a hard enough A accent where it's like pants and So dad how, how do you say your name in Buffalo? Karen Gracchi, like you hammer those A's, right? Like you Karen
0: Gracie, Plaza and Chance. Yeah. We paid for those A's. Yeah. Fucking use them. I want to hear them.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Chicago's like a little version
0: yeah. of that. But yeah. I would
1: always get that in Chicago. You have an accent. Where are you from? And then when I first moved to LA, I would go, that was all the time. You have an accent. Where? Are you said Michigan. I'm like close. Very it's close. It's
0: interesting. Yeah, Michigan. A mix of Michigan, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Michigan, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. R8, uh, Northern, Northern Wisconsin, <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> you can almost say the names and let that Just be the, the mnemonic the oh, totally. to help you get to the dialect. Oh. Minnesota. We're gonna, all going to be here. We're hoping that you're going to show up. <laughs> yes, we're hoping that we're going to show up. Um, do you know Renee Albert?
1: Yes! She's delightful. Isn't
0: she delightful? She is delightful. She's one of the most foul-mouthed human beings on the planet. She's from Minnesota Yes, and so she's able to do that. She introduced me, I'm going to use this phrase, she introduced me to this phrase, don't know if it's hers but I always think about it. (laughs) Uh, The phrase is called man gravy.
1: (laughs) I can honestly say I've never heard that before as you can tell from my reaction.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, it's such a renee thing oh, to say. And then she's six really. feet tall and plays the accordion and oh is just Oh my god. Does she really? Oh yeah, yeah. She she plays for um, Mortified.
1: Oh, that's great. She
0: and Mark Beltzmann. Oh, yeah. Beltzman yeah. plays the tuba and she plays the, the squeeze box, the accordion. That's awesome. It she's really is, great. Well we you know you, you, we go back to these people that we know and, and I think that your community is what keeps you going. It is. Yeah, and that and getting the fuck like God out of your stupid fucking way and into your heart. And I, I just I just read a blog that somebody posted from a guy who was saying it was it was like oh y'all know this person and it was essentially saying I I'm giving up because the casting directors don't appreciate who it is that I am. I can't get any work. I don't know what's going on. So I'm giving up the industry totally and. And I, and I got so upset over this. Sure. Because I felt like, what? what? I don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. I, and I think that one of the things, I want to grab this fellow by the hand and go, what are, you, what are you talking about? Now let's talk about what you're talking about, about your failures. Are you going to say, okay, so your failures, so your perceived failures, let's go back to the word failure. Yeah. Your perceived failures. Isn't that fodder for your creative fucking process? And here's another thing. That which you don't get lead you toward that which you get. That which you you and here's the thing about what you don't get. If you don't get it, it's not yours. And it was never meant to fucking be yours. Right. You didn't lose anything. You just didn't get anything. Right. No one's taking anything the fuck away from you.
1: Right. And you feel it feels like you've you're you've gone below zero when in fact you're just at the baseline. You know, but I I, 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 when I first moved here, and especially in Los Angeles, I feel like that mentality was very much my mentality, which is I I don't have enough. I, I'm not gonna be able to live here. And I had to accept, and I still wrestle with it, but I'm, I'm really much better now. I, I have accepted the fact that this is not about anybody else but myself, and that I have to do the work, and that I can't wait. For somebody else to give me something because I deserve it, because it is not merit based. I have to just keep working because it's what I wanna do. Yes. Like, because it's what I wanna do. And, like, because that, my husband, Brian Chortle, <laughs> God bless him, he'd stalk me off so many ledges because he is very much like, put your head down, do the work. It really doesn't matter if you don't wanna do it today <laughs> for 20 minutes, for 10 minutes, do the work, which is why he's like the most disciplined, prolific. Writer and performer, I know, is because when he pitches something, it doesn't get sold. Moving on, like it doesn't matter. Like he pitches, I'm like, did you ever hear from them? He's like, don't know, and he's just on to the next, on to the next, and it's because it's about the work. It's and so then you have those other, of course, conditions like how am I gonna pay my bills? I have mouths to feed. I'm responsible for children, and that take and I think that's when people feel that pressure that if they made the money, they'd feel better about themselves. But you kind of unfortunately have to take the money out of the equation. Completely, which it's hard to do, and you have to separate it. But I, I'm I am i have I can say that now because I'm trying to walk the walk.
0: <laughs> well, what, what we keep going back to this the, the money is isn't the truth. The money is the fact. Yep. The truth is what you what drives you towards that. What drives you to the project that you're at and the project that you're going to have after this project. Yep. And the idea that if you go, oh, I'm not making any money. Yes. Or if I'm having no success, or if the casting director is just, I'm too, I'm too black, I'm too white, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I have dyslexia, I've got ADHD. Like fuck all that. I'm sorry. Those are… Do you no, know what really a... helped
1: me with that is when I was working with Rodrigo mm-hmm. and he's casting and treatment and he's, there's very few roles. And you're sitting there and you have these great name actresses coming into the room to read. And you're like, what? And you're sitting in the hallway and you're like, these women have to come in and read? Women in their, like, 30s, 40s? Like, you're like, who have names in this business? And they come in and read, and they do a great job, and they leave, and they're like, she's great. But the truth is, she doesn't look right with this other guy we already cast. It had nothing to do with her. Like, I cannot tell you how much it has helped me producing and associate producing and writing being on the other side of the table to see how arbitrary the final job is right. as opposed to the work you did in the room the work you did in the room hopefully you left being proud because chances are most times it's all you're gonna get out of that experience is pride and experience and confidence you know cuz that's it and it, it might have nothing to do with you which was hard for me to accept when I first moved here it's like but that doesn't that's not right and it's like well right isn't how it works. that's exactly
0: <laughs> what it was that I was I was reading. It's like you know what this is a this industry is about um look it's about it's not about relationship it's not about talent very often it's about the way you look and the product that we have to sell and do you match that product because if you don't match that product yes take what we did in the room walk away be grateful that you got the call that you memorized your lines, that you did the job, yeah. you got a fucking parking space, and now you get to go out for fucking lunch in the middle of the afternoon. Or if you want, have a cocktail, goddammit, because you fucking earned it. So I look at all that and I go, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. To look at those people and go, what do you mean? Because this shit has nothing to do it with you. It doesn't have anything
1: to do with you. And if you do get the gig, you better be talented and you better be ready, because this might be the one chance you have but to show that you do. But here's another thing, you can't,
0: right, but you can't even worry about that. no no because you what just you're have saying, to do
1: the very best you can but, and
0: leave right and do the, and be present to what the fuck is going on
1: i know and this is why i stopped acting <laughs> because i couldn't it wasn't enough for me to be honest like i i would go to a commercial audition and i've booked commercials in la but i would leave and i would i didn't like how i felt about myself yep. constantly questioning myself yep. and being like oh what if i would have could have and i got to the point where i was like you know what and then luckily I had other opportunities that were opening writing producing that I was like you know what this is the horse that's going I'm right. going to ride the horse that's moving right. and I can't I can't stick in this place Hold on
0: I'm just got to do this a little more Oh please because this is something's happening here and I got to remember <laughs> that it was at the minute 31 David 31 minutes Something's going on, and I want to change this. Oh, sure. Sorry, David. I'm apologizing to myself. I'm going to listen to it later.
1: <laughs> David, you're doing a hell of a job. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Let's see. But I, I do. I. Oh, fuck, that's so much better. Oh, yeah. good. Uh-huh. I really feel like I. that's why I stopped acting. I didn't like how it made me feel about myself. Mm-hmm. I thought that if I got the role and if I kept working on my craft, I could do it. Right. And I think I could, but it wasn't enough for me creatively, like if someone wants to cast me in something, by all means, I'd love it, but I'm not, it's not an, I don't have what it takes to be an actor in Los Angeles, I I can honestly say that.
0: Yeah, I. I, the same fucking thing happened to me where I walked away, I was like, I am getting bummed out because I didn't get the fucking carry on the bags, Mr. Reynolds, here's your bags, walk away, I'm bummed out about that.
1: I know, and it, well, in, in it too wasn't even, then I started questioning like, well, am I good enough, blah, 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 and it's like, well, I know I am, like why do I leave every room feeling like crap whereas i see my my husband who leaves who you know he won't book stuff but he'll leave and and then he'll book things but it doesn't matter like when he leaves he lets he's like go. he lets it go and he's like i did the best i could i'm at a great place and it's like i never i never felt that way i knew i wasn't right for it i right. was like and it doesn't fuel me it doesn't inspire me writing does writing is makes me challenged and uh inspired in ways that i I, I never got from that. So I do improv and I love it and it's fun, but I don't assume I'm going to make a living.
0: You out of it. and I are in the same fucking place. Yeah. I, because I clearly remember an agent saying, We can't get anybody to open your, 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 the envelope with your picture in it. That's how long ago. Um, we can't get anybody to open up the picture. And she called me as I'm on set producing a game show called Quick Wits. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and I was producing that. And I'm like, Yeah, OK, great. Good. Okay, sorry, well, um, yeah, I'll come by and pick up the pictures. And I hang up and I go, okay. Um, okay, so I was talking to you about it. Because yeah. obviously, look where the fuck I am. Yeah. And that. And here's another thing. I don't want to get in the car and go to Albert Abbott Kinney at in 4, Santa Monica. on Thursday. On Friday. <laughs> I go, okay, um, now what? Or you have an audition at Abbott Kinney and you have an audition at ABC. Yeah. You know, and go on to all those things. Because this. Yeah. I am grateful for that fucking class that I'm teaching in Oahu, right? And the class that I'm because I'm, I'm I'm day after tomorrow I go to Oahu, oh, and I'm exciting. grateful for I. This is a crazy fucking year. It's so great. It's really great, but the thing is that it's what you're doing when you say you know what the acting thing, because if the acting thing was the only thing that you felt that you could do, you'd still be doing it. Yeah. But what ended up happening was, is This writing thing where you're going, My heart's in that. Why do I wanna struggle with that?
1: Yeah. And it wasn't fulfilling me. It wasn't like in but you know how I knew it was I made the right move was that when I'd see other people book things, I wasn't jealous
0: that is huge.
1: Because it's like, ah, great. They're on ABC on some series. Great. They are on a national commercial. Great. The only thing I would ever envy is the money. Cause that's like, whoa, that's nice. But I don't want to do that work. I the don't want to go to set. I don't want, and that's why I'm like, oh, I'm not an actor. Like I don't, I don't have what it takes, nor do I desire that world. And I have, we have exceptional friends who are unbelievable actors and they love it. And God blessed my husband is one of them and like he's a great, great actor Oh, thanks. Brian is a great
0: actor I was Thank watching you. him on the set of that uh, old-timey movie that that, that we did well uh, he he got he cast me in that um, where it was uh, he played the husband and it was one long take and oh, it was a short yes
1: yes yes oh
0: my god I was yes. watching him effortlessly effortless Brian is effortless
1: thanks I think so too I mean I'm super biased but he is the most natural in the moment, actor, I, and, I know,
0: and and he's got depth, yeah, and he's got range, and going back to this, where it's like that fucker knows who he is, and I also want to say this, he doesn't know this, I'm sure he won't listen to this. <laughs> um, he, uh, on a, I want to show you something. Wait, do I, can I get it here? Um, do you see the wallet on the desk? Yeah. But well, don't go anywhere. Okay. Just have a seat. That wallet. Uh-huh. I used to carry a wallet, and then Brian and I had this conversation at oh. the set where he went, oh, I have a twenty dollar bill. I'm like. What do you mean you have a twenty dollar? So, oh, oh! He opened up his his iPhone yes. and it had a couple of credit cards. It's a sleeve, a, yes, a wallet a on his phone. On his phone, and he had a twenty dollar bill. I was like, because I, oh, I have a twenty dollar bill. I'm like, what do you mean you have a twenty dollar? Because I don't carry cash. I'm like, what do you mean you don't carry cash? I'm like, well, I'm gonna, you know, if I know that I'm gonna have to give a tip to somebody, I'll carry cash. I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? So I was like, I'm gonna try. That's uh, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Um, no, we're doing the outside. Oh, sorry, so sorry. No, that's right. There we go. Okay. I said, I'm going to try not to carry cash. I'm going to try not to carry cash. And I got rid of my fucking wallet and I got that thing and I carry three credit cards, cash, because I like cash, Yes. and my ID. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it.
1: He's, he lives like that. What can we get rid of? What can we compare down? How? How simple can we make things, which is, helps me. I'm not a hoarder, but I'm a uh, a clutterer. Like I have little piles of things, mm-hmm. and so he's very much like, which keeps me in line.
0: Isn't it interesting though <laughs> no, that that seem also that's that's also the way that he performs.
1: Yes, and it's also the way he thinks about himself, like uh, uh, about the work, like just do the work. Just do the work. Just do the work. Just do the work. If you want to write a script, write a script. Write for 10 minutes today. Write for 20 minutes tomorrow. You know, like he's just, he's just very like on it. And so that keeps me on it. So when I, the the people in my life who seem to be the most successful are people who do the things they want to do and they don't spend a lot of time talking about the things they want to do.
0: Do the things you want to do and don't talk about doing the yeah, things you want to do. Just do it. Oh, I, I get it. Even I get in pieces,
1: it. you know? And oh, I'm and trying, that's… I'm getting better at that. Right.
0: <laughs> well, because you're conscious of it and you're also giving yourself slack.
1: Yes, yes. I'm, I'm better at… This can happen over time. It right. Have to, you don't have to write the great American novel in one day. Nope. Like just It's a page it doesn't have to be right and I was always like that growing up. Like I wanted it to be just awesome and not have a mistake and make it perfect. Aye, 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 a, a student syndrome. <laughs> yeah, my
0: girlfriend is was valedictorian at Boston University.
1: Wow, that's great.
0: And she is an opera singer, who has a master's degree from USC.
1: Wow, beautiful.
0: Right, and she's beautiful. So for me, uh, I watch her give herself slack. I watch her take this moment of going, it's gonna be, and then I watch her move away from that. Yep. And it's about that mindfulness, and it's also about laughing at yourself.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Dealing with yourself with humor and compassion.
1: Yeah, oh, that's the truth. I, I feel like that's what's so great about improv is we're going to have it for this moment. It can be awesome or it can be not awesome, whatever, it doesn't matter. But then it's gone for better or for worse so you might as well savor it now.
0: Absolutely. You know? I know for me when I say something that I really love in an improv scene I'm very aware of what I say. I'm very mindful of everything that I say. And when I say and I really love what I say, I say it again.
1: Oh nice
0: you know you got a phrase nice. go I like the way that's said I'm gonna say it again because nobody I, I I will never hear that again
1: that is great that is great I think when you say something that makes the audience uncomfortable you should also say it again
0: oh yeah the, If they go go
1: yeah oh, remember did you see Rich Tallarico do that sketch on the main stage where he said Tammy Sager was running around like a crazy woman in like a blanket and he was like she's sucking dick for booze and the audience was like and then he said it again sucking dick for booze like it was a song he was playing it on the guitar but he like you could hear the audience turn from to embrace like because you have to own it you gotta own that you gotta own that moment yeah take it
0: Well, you created it and it came out of your mouth. And here's the thing like, he, uh, there was a time where that phrase wasn't said, and then he said it and he was mindful of him saying it. And he thought, okay, I could run away from this or I could not run away yep. from this.
1: And he just put it back out there. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, okay, yep, all right.
0: Yeah, he's another he one it. that I look at and I go, that, you know, he has said some things and done some things on stage. And I look at it and I go, that's a fucking ballsy move. I feel
1: like that whole generation is of ballsy players like Steph Weir, Rich Tellerico, Susan Messing, Kevin Dorff, like that, Bob Dassey, Craig Kukowski, like ballsy, ballsy, ballsy move yep. on stage yep. where they just say something and they let it land. Yep. They don't talk over it. If they could say it in seven words as opposed to 20, they will. Yep. And they just own it. And I, I love that. I, that. That was the generation I came in. Watching, admiring.:
0: It's interesting we're talking about the Second city, so, so watching and admiring the Second City people, yeah. because I, I, I was inspired by, and it's a great conversation. and I also get to have those people on the podcast. I was inspired by um, uh, Lance Kinsey, Jeff machalski Jane Morris, um, uh, who else? George Went, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but looking at those people and going, "Those fuckers uh, uh Bonnie Hunt." Oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Rick Hall. Uh, looking at those people going, oh, Dan Castaneda, those are fucking actors. And yeah. that's what I want to do. I yeah. want to do that acting. And when we're improvising, because I'm with you as well on yeah. that, if you want to cast me, great. Yeah. But I don't have an agent, I don't have a manager, and I'm not interested in it. What I am interested in is if you see a part for me that is for me, right, right. I'll go for great.
1: it. Great, sure, exactly. But you have other loves and things that have emerged that challenge you and fascinate you and as well yeah not to
0: say that those don't belong
1: oh my god I have the utmost respect I just wish I could I I'm just happy other things have emerged because when I was starting to realize that I wasn't feeling really creatively fulfilled no matter how many classes I took or workshops or working on my craft or trying to study it that when writing when I gave myself the permission to write really terrible first drafts of things Right. and be okay with that, that it's gonna suck for a while. When I realized working with Rodrigo that how many drafts, how many notes you get from people, how amenable you need to be to Open. the whole process. Yes. right,
0: To the process.
1: Yes, of making it better. And, and to say, better. I just want, oh sorry, yeah. <laughs> I want this, this script that I have in front of me to improve. Like I want to look at it and say, what can we do here? We're, the the goal, I'll take as many notes as possible. And I try not to take them personally because it's not about me. No. It's about this project. Right. How can we how can we like liven it up? How can this moment it seems sort of flat? What can we put into it? Like that discovery, and that's what I try to do now in improv in my workshops and stuff. And we're teaching the same the same thing in the fall. You and I are both doing Nick's East Camp.
0: Yes. I'm so oh, excited. Yeah, we're both right. going to be there. Yes. Nick Armstrong, so, I'm Improv yes. Utopia. In camp
1: Improv Utopia. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. so We're going oh, to the East camp right. together because I did the West so we're doing the East and that's oh, all I've been about lately right. is discovery because we, we've run over it in improv now. We just think too much. I am
0: uh, My whole class is about this. Take everything that you've learned and leave it outside the door and let's just be here right now. Great. And if you're in an improv class with me and you have had no experience at all, welcome. If you have been on the major TV shows all the time, welcome. Mm-hmm. I welcome you. That's great. Um, because it's about discovery. It's about you being a human being and being connected to you being a human being. Yes. It's not about I'm sorry. It's not about the game of the scene. It's not about getting the who, the what, and the where out at it. This is for me. And if you you doing that, God bless. Right. And it, and I've said this before. I don't get invited to many UCB parties. <laughs> Um but, <laughs> um but I really respect those people but it's too much work and I'm watching my students work and I'm like uh uh-uh, uh no this isn't about the work this isn't right. about this is about the work but it's not about working
1: right and that's but that's hard because people we think a lot cuz we want to do we want to help our team partner we want to make it work we want everything to work right and that's my old thing is what your instincts are good so trust them and uh And whatever's happening now is the right thing. And it's okay. It's the only thing. And and it's okay that we don't know where it's going. It's okay that we don't know what it is. Like, you kind of have to embrace discovery as a good thing and the unknown is a good thing, not... You know that whole like jump in the net will catch you because otherwise it's scripted, it's directed, it's controlled. Right. It's like, you, but you have to embrace not knowing, which is easy to say and hard but to the thing do is for like, many people.
0: When you think about it, why is it that those things are in place—the game, of the scene, and the who, the what, and the where? Those those are in place so that you you have a housing in which to live in this right. thing. But at the for me, it's limiting. That's true because. Sometimes at the beginning of the scene, I don't want to know where the fuck I am. Right. right. And if, how often do you see a scene where you go, where somebody says, okay, you're at a bank. And the first thing is, can we talk about the loan? Go fuck yourself. I know. (laughs) You know, you're at a bank. Who says you have to talk about the loan? You know what I mean? It's like these two people are having this conversation, this sexy fucking conversation about sexiness. And then one of them finally says, okay, let's get back to the loan. Yeah. It's like, here we go. All that stuff was said in that moment. Right. Because it's just about the two of you. No right. one cares
1: about the loan unless it says it means something about you. Like, but otherwise, it's just it's just about the two of you. Cause right. I, I it's I feel like sometimes, especially at the top of scenes, we don't we don't realize the gifts we're giving ourselves. But or each other or what other people are giving us because we're so you know, thinking, planning. Well, for me
0: the the viewpoints are so just so important, the that the nine points it's called the viewpoints. And one of the viewpoints is shape. There's nine viewpoints. It codifies everything. It's it sounds like hyperbolic, but you know it's what I teach. And The nine viewpoints, one is shape. So I enter a scene and you're sitting that way, Mm -hmm. which used to be called Indian style. (laughs) Um, You're sitting that way in the chair and I walk in and I see you sitting like that Uh and I am that far away. So you're in this particular shape, I'm standing at the door, I am that distance from you. What does that feel like? And I'm just gonna take that feeling at that moment and I'm gonna walk in and go, you're pretty relaxed when you're supposed to be working. And it's like, that's the way and then we have the fucking scene and that is it and we're going to determine where the fuck we are
1: that's later. That's great, yeah.
0: But we don't really know what's happening anyway. You wake up in the morning, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. Well,
1: that's the whole thing is like, that's why I feel like it's so, God, it just applies to life. Like if there's one thing, I, I told Brian the other day, if there's one thing I'm going to teach our kids is that you're guaranteed nothing, which sounds like a very depressing thing, but it's the truth, like you're guaranteed nothing. So you're not guaranteed good health you're not guaranteed long life you're not guaranteed money you're not guaranteed finding love or anything mm-hmm. so you might as well embrace that that there are no guarantees and then also celebrate the fact that look at all these things you do get like because that like you said that's gratitude but it's it took me a while to realize that because i think for a long time i felt like i was guaranteed things i'm guaranteed this this and that's like no nope. No you're, not. no you're not. You're not entitled to anything.
0: <laughs> no. You're not and 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 it goes back to this. You want to say it's guaranteed, but it's also what are your expectations? Oh. Cuz here's the thing.
1: That's the death of everything. Oh
0: fuck all your expectations. Here's another yes. thing that I talk about. Hope. Fuck hope. <laughs> Honest to god. Fuck hope. Hope <laughs> is expectations. I really hope I I hope that I can cook that meal later. It's like cuz I'm a victim in the world. I'm a fucking victim. <laughs> fuck your hope. <laughs>
1: So your thinking is you will either cook it or you won't?
0: You will do something and, and for you to go hope is like I really hope that I, I hope I walk outside and the razor bullet gun doesn't hit me. It's like what are they fucking talking about? Hope. I hope I'm able to breathe the next breath. Fucking let it all go and know that it's going to happen. <laughs> I hope I don't get cancer. Like alright.
1: Yeah. Alright. Well you accept things you cannot control. Most people don't.
0: I accept things that I cannot control and I still drink an awful lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that's great there's nothing you know, wrong with that that's you know, something completely different isn't
0: that one of the is that the mantra like please, please dear god help me control the things I can't control and accept the things that I can't accept and right. all that it's like yeah yeah and and is it a and is it a, a practice it's a goddamn practice yeah it's a practice
1: well yeah well you're doing it though like that's what's yeah. fascinating and about I also thought.
0: but I also I listen to people and I want to go shut up don't how dare you talk to yourself that way well, How dare yeah. you talk to yourself that way?
1: Well, it's ingrained. I think it's ingrained that but, there's uh, But the there's story a doesn't fucking
0: matter. Right,
1: but a lot of people don't learn that until they've had years of telling themselves exactly that it. there's a path right. and you're on it, especially for women who have a, a more limited time to do the things you want to do or so you think and, and you have to do this by this time. And some of those things are very real. But, you know, a lot of it you cannot control. No. Even if you do things when you're supposed to, whatever that means, I mean... Uh, even having kids, I mean you feel like, well, th- then you get married and you have kids. It's like, no, like, but we're raised to think that there's a way to go. That's it. By the world, you know, like you do these things in this order and it's just Get the who, the, the what
0: and the where out at the beginning of yes, the scene. exactly. And that's what it is, that's what it is. Okay, what's your who, your what and your where? Okay, uh, let's see, who, you are a woman and you're 24 and you, uh, where are you? You're on a blind, you're on a date and uh, what's your activity? Hoping that you, <laughs> hoping that you get married because then your life is going to be open to you.
1: I know, it's.
0: I'm not saying you. No,
1: no, no, of course. Well, I'm not 24.
0: Right, you were at one time.
1: I was once for a whole year. I know, right?
0: I think I was too. I don't remember seeing you there. We no. Were probably 24 Where were you
1: there. at 24?
0: Uh, I, was in, um, I was in Chicago. I was working at a, a camera store. Uh, because I have a degree in photojournalism and it's mm-hmm. sort of like uh, getting a degree in writing and selling pencils. <laughs> you, you do what you can. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then uh, at 25 I joined this um, company called Geese Theatre Company and that was my introduction to improvisation. It was non-comedic, therapeutic, rehabilitation, prison improv. Whoa. mask work, traveling around in a 53 foot international nineteen sixty three International Harvester School bus going from joint to joint. My first joint was Joliet Correctional Center.
1: Oh, For real. Well oh, for real. That's the real deal. For
0: real. For real. And that was my introduction to I was a I was an actor before that. Wow. Before I was a photo I became a photojournalist, I was an actor and then I became a photojournalist and then uh, and then I did that, but
1: wow! Doesn't it feel like another life or lives
0: um, in a it way? It all feels like the journey. It all feels like the journey. And there's there's not an improv show that I do that I don't use any of the skills that I had then.
1: Interesting. That's fascinating to me. Yeah. It's like a totally different season of your life, like a, a totally different.
0: And all the people that I know that have gone through that, that are still doing this sort of stuff, yeah, are pretty unbelievable people. Sean Landry did it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um. This guy Tom Swift did it. Uh, my friend Laura Esping did it. My first girlfriend, my first Laura girlfriend. Yeah. I've had four Laura girls. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Um, and uh, Have you done a
1: show like The Laura Chronicles or something? There is something. I,
0: there was some, there's a book called The Jane Book, a Jane. Uh, something like that. I could. I could do Laura, <laughs> Laura Chronicles would be very funny. Um, I'd have to change the name. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it, there's nothing that I'm doing that isn't connected to the work that I did then. And yes, it's a different world uh, but I was 25 and I would, not, I would not trade anything anything to go back to that wow. time. Wow. I did what I could. It was a fucking rough job.
1: I can only imagine. Because you're I mean, dealing
0: with people whose lives are awful.
1: Yes. Every
0: I mean, day.
1: Did you see benefit to it? Like for um, the people? I, we didn't
0: because we'd walk in and we, we'd walk in and we'd do a gig and then we'd leave and it's not like they can call you later. Right. Um, so Did what they want to be there? No, of course they didn't want to be oh there, boy. and everybody's innocent. But the one thing that I do remember, and this was, uh, see, I was twenty-five, uh, so that was uh, nineteen eighty-four. So it was eighty-four. I was twenty-five, and I remember I wanted to, uh, I wanted to broach prison rape. Hmm. So I studied up on it, and we did a show where that was introduced. And a guy comes up to me afterwards and says, um, "I have got a friend of mine who's going through that same thing." And, uh, and I went, oh, a friend of yours. Oh, okay, a friend of yours. Uh-huh. Okay. And so at that moment, because we did talk to the guys afterwards. But the, when we went to the women's joints, the fucking ladies loved the women on our cast because, hmm. a woman, because the women, our women were strong fucking women. And modeling what it's like to, op- to be open, to be honest, because that's what the show was about.
1: Wow. And that's a 25 you did that.
0: That's a 25.
1: Holy cow.
0: 25 I drove. A 53 foot school bus, 20,000 miles across you know, you know, back and forth right. and back and forth. Wow. But it's amazing what you do. Oh, yeah. If, and it goes back to this. It goes back, it's amazing what you could do if you don't think that you can't do it.
1: Oh, right. It's kind of that blind ignorance that gives you the, the ability to just do it, just get out of your own way.
0: Isn't that what all of our improv is about? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, the career of, of an artist?
1: Oh, yeah. And you embrace the term artist. Do you like the word artist? Oh, I fucking love it. Do you feel like there's stigma with that
0: word? I felt that way and I'm like, fuck you, you don't get to tell me what the fuck it is that I'm doing because there's some <laughs> douchebag who's an insurance salesman who loves being an insurance salesman and I'd look at them and go, you're an insurance salesman? I was like, how dare you, David, disparage that when someone's disparaging artists. And I want to go, fuck you, all the people that don't think I'm an artist because I or, or that can't use the word artist.
1: I agree. I think that's a, a phrase that's got to be taken back because it has been lost to some ethereal bullshit oh, right. term about people who are oblivious and selfish and, right. you know, make things for their own, for themselves only. And not for, it just seems like a very lazy, entitled term, whereas it shouldn't be. Nope. It shouldn't be. It should be uh, like an empowering kind of term. Like these are things I, I create.
0: It's what, you know what it is? It's a non you are a non-tangible uh, inventor. Yeah because an inventor are you telling me that anything the fuck that i do is different than goddamn henry ford fuck you henry ford came up with the you know he didn't come up with it but he mass produced the internal combustion engine car right what do i do i get up there and i tell you i am here and you believe me
1: right yeah oh i mean the, I, why not i mean that is that is a creation A complete craft in and of itself I like I I typically would refer to myself as a performer before I say artist only because I I can't control that term in a way like I don't want you to think I think of myself as somebody who's better than you or lives in this lofty artistic world like I really feel like I'm more like a craftsman I make things for my enjoyment but they also have to be sold but (laughs) you know what I mean like I'm I'm conscious of the product I also think
0: that but I but I I I don't think I don't think you're. I don't think you're, you're a craft. I think yes, you are a craftsman. Yes. But there's also something that fuck you if not you. No, no, but no, no. Fuck yeah, you yeah. if you don't. If you, I'm in. T- I'm in touch with my spirituality. Yeah. Man, my spirituality is what that which guides me toward the craft of my art. Pardon me, but here's the thing. All improvisation is not a product. hmm The product of improvisation is the process of improvising. Agreed. And the process of improvising is about a spirituality and i'm not talking necessarily about om i'm saying my heart and my gut and my respiration my respiratory system my circulation system tells me what fucking direction this scene needs to go right. i am breathing this particular way and then you tell me something and now i'm breathing in a different way it's like oh the scene just told me so fuck you if you, not you no, right but no. fuck you <laughs>
1: no i know exactly, Fuck you but...
0: for telling you know because you know what i don't give a shit what you think I don't give a fucking rat's ass if you think I'm in a lofty world. Because here's another thing. You know who's the greatest person on earth? Me. (laughs) You know why? And it's like, I'm going to respect you, but I'm also going to go, I am on this planet to love who the fuck I am. And I'm not going to let you tell me that I'm any less. Because I don't do, the. the, I don't make a fucking widget. Or whatever the fuck it is.
1: Well, because there are some jobs that have the word artist built in, like graphic artists. I was a graphic artist, too. See, in that you were an artist by... Title because right. it's built into the world. But we don't call each other improv artists. We don't call each other, you know, that's. Wait it. a minute. But Wait what, a minute. But that's what I'm saying is that right. there's no reason why
0: we couldn't. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, I love the phrase "improv artist." I've never heard it before. Because
1: if you think about it, they get it built into what they're called. Oh, clearly. Like, and that's why, like, when I think about that word, like artist, I almost feel like it's like liberal. It's like you have to, you have to take that back for what it's really about. Yeah. And that what it's really about. Yeah, we're artists. There's no doubt about it. Because, like, going to what we said earlier, you have to be doing it because you love it, not for the outcome. Right. You not because you booked the gig, but because you love. You love the work. You love the doing. You love the rehearsing. You love going in the room. You like do you love you love uh, like finding the truth of these characters and being in the moment, like that's that's why you do it. If you need the paycheck, then you're gonna have to find that somewhere else. Like, you know, to get by. But the love, you gotta love that, the process.
0: Let's stop there. –
1: (laughs) Awesome. I hope that makes sense. – It
0: does make sense. That's why I was like, it ain't gonna get any better than that. (laughs) Thank you Karen. –
1: Are you kidding? This is great.